Right, welcome back, everyone, to Faded Town, the number one Pokemon podcast in the world. Again, those are facts. Look it up. We got another special guest <laughs> for you today, my good friend. <laughs> he is the host of the Super Rodcast, the best-dressed commentator ever, the only person who still believes in Lost March, Kirk Doomsnacks Dubay. <laughs> welcome to the show, buddy. What's going on, fellas? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, Appreciate you having me on. Of course. To be How's here. your day going, bud? It's going good. It's going good. Six sixteen here in uh, uh, the great state okay. of Kentucky. Right. Um, I know for you guys, it's a little bit earlier in the afternoon because you're on the West Coast, but uh, ready Excellent. to get after Excellent. it. How's the weather out there? Uh, like eighty and balmy, oh, my friend. Okay. Always, always, uh, always swass and swamp ass and hundred percent. Bro, bro <laughs> it was like a hundred degrees at fucking ten a.m. here. Yeah, it's like a, it's 106 right now. Yeah, but uh, don't people don't people say it's humidity uh, that gets you, not the yeah, heat. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I guess. Yeah, well, I don't when, want you're, when, when it's one crown. when it's 115. Yeah, our humidity is like at a uh, 106 percent right now. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like walking out in clouds. It's ridiculous, like hot clouds. <laughs> at least you got some moist skin. You got some moist skin. Uh -huh. I had to take That's I had to take a nap. Awful. It was so fucking hot today. I'm like, ah, no, I'm just not. Oh, oh, nah, that's definitely how it works. You just take a nap, sleep through the heat. Zach, uh, it's science, but it's oh, science. I guess I guess I kind of started. Like, you didn't know. Learned things. Oh my god. Been here long enough. I guess I don't know. Need more naps, uh, I guess. So uh, let's talk a little bit about you, Kirk. Um, you know, we know that you're uh, you're a commentator for for Pokemon. Uh, what do you do for work outside of Pokemon? Um, so I work for a utility okay. company, um, and I manage a team that uh, installs and designs uh, gas pipelines in uh, in your street. All right, that's all right. That that's, that's pretty that's, that's pretty awesome. bitching, dude. That's like uh, a <laughs> yeah. <job. laughs> yeah. Uh, it is in fact an adult job. I do adult <laughs> things. You know, I do I do carry a mortgage and uh, car payments and Ooh. insurance things like that. So uh, I'm I'm doing my uh, my best adult impression. Hey, at least. Uh, uh, jack like. of all trades, if you will. You can you can hit both sides of the spectrum. Well, that's right. I pretend that I understand the children's card game I commentate <laughs> on, and then I pretend like I know how adulting works. So You're just a lot of just a lot of smoke and mirrors. <laughs> get paid for bulk. Good. good. Oh yeah, it works okay. out. Hell it yeah. works out. <laughs> oh my god. So so, uh, so how long you been? Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about your uh, your love life. What how you your how long you been in this relationship? You're married, You're right? You're married, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we've been married. Uh, we're going to be married three years okay. in October. Um, we actually knew each other from college, reconnected at a mutual friend's wedding about five years ago. Uh, dated for a year, we're engaged for a year, and for three. So it's great. For those of you that have uh, met my beautiful wife, Hannah, uh, she's awesome and 1,000% cooler than me. So That's, that's good. To know. I, don't know if I've, I don't know if I've met her. I didn't meet her in... Uh... Oh, it's because we didn't go to Madison. Yeah, we didn't go to Madison. I blame you. That's nah, my fault. I didn't get the Madison would have been. A I didn't. I didn't get the no. time off work. I wasn't able to make it. But again, congratulations on the three years. That's uh, that's right, pretty bitching. Awesome. So you got you got any? I appreciate you got any pets or anything. <laughs> yeah, two dogs. Uh, two dogs. Uh, my dog that I came into our relationship with, uh, Tyson. He's a boxer, black lab, like, like mastiff kind okay. of mix. Um, and then uh, my wife's dog, who is a Brussels Griffin mutt. Uh, so her dog's about five pounds, and Tyson's about eighty-five. Oh so my god! It's a, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a funny, funny pairing to watch them around. But they get along well. And uh, Pearl is the name of the smaller dog, and uh, she's definitely the oh boss. My god, that's, Tyson's that's old, great. so he just kind of lays around and sleeps anyways. But um, she's definitely the boss. Oh, okay, uh, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, I got the same same thing going on with my girl. I got a I got a eighty-five year or eighty-five pound, uh, eighty-five year old. 85 pound Doberman, and she's got a little, uh, what's it, a fucking, like a Shih Tzu or something. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, no, I got a little dog. That doesn't really count as a dog. He doesn't count as a dog. He, he can't, my dog, you can't pick him up. You can't take him on walks. Uh, he, he, just, uh, he lives. He just lives. Cool. It's just, lives. Something you have to, just something you have to spend money yeah, on and get no women out of. some food down. He's good. Eats my blanket. Get, uh, <laughs> eats your, like, eats, it is what it eats is. Eats your fucking socks. Oh my yeah. god. 
Yeah, oh, it just go. happens. We got, these, we got these Bell Awesome socks at Worlds, and we're like, oh, we're going to wear these throughout the whole season. Halfway through, this guy sends me a picture. Fucking dog ate the shit out of them. We're like, oh, there goes the fucking season. <laughs> yeah, there goes. That's right. All the luck went away. That's what I'm going Oh, jeez. <coughs> so Were those the socks let's... you're wearing when you top aided? Yes. Yeah, that's a mistake. Definitely yeah. should put those on. <laughs> yeah, I bet I fucked that up. Oh shit! But, uh, so, but like, how did you? Let's just talk about how did you get into Pokemon at all? Like, you played Magic before, correct? Yeah, so I started playing Magic. Uh, my buddy Tony got me into it at the age of eleven. Um, we started playing and kind of doing the whole exactly what you'd think—the tabletop thing, just buying packs of whatever, not really understanding the formats, and just playing. Um, slowly over time, I, uh, I got into the competitive scene. So going to like Grand Prix and, uh, Star City games when those came around, uh, Pro Tour qualifiers, um, and had some pretty middling success, but where I really got my hustle on, uh, from magic was through my college years playing at local game stores. Um, I'd go to local game stores, kind of play like FNA night magic, kind of league challenge equivalent, uh, yeah. uh, events. Uh, but Magic is a little bit more highly more attended. So, like, you know, you could go to a, a Wednesday night standard tournament and have, like, 20. So uh, the way I got all my spending money through college was uh, playing those tournaments, selling packs, flipping cards, and uh, essentially st selling store credit for a marginal return back in cash. So, like, $20 store credit, I'd take 15 bucks, um, And that's just kind of how I made all my extra spending money through college as well as paying off a good portion of my bills through college so um anyways that's kind of my back in magic again not a lot of uh exponential success there uh um i actually uh in the last round of a 10 round star city games columbus event i drew my last round to bubble out so that felt bad mm. so my final record on the day was eight one and one uh to make ninth place so that was uh that was a little rough. That, that was a, a tough. Eight build. one and one. Um, Damn, yeah, that's some that's nine. some stiff some stiff competition. Yeah. So um, that was a little bit of a rough go. Anyways, kind of getting <laughs> off track. How did I get into Pokemon? It was the real question. Right. So I started with Magic, and um, for those of you out there that are familiar with Magic, uh, the barrier of entry for Magic is a lot higher. Um, Pokemon, really, if you want to have the, the high rarities, the gold cards, all that, of course, then you can start really adding on dollars uh, to your deck. But if you just go minimum rarity across the board, you, you can really get away with making a deck for about four. Um, and that was very appealing to me because I liked the competitive aspect of Magic um, and I'd liked the price point of Pokemon when I started. Um, so that, that was the position. You know, Han and I were actually gearing up to get married. Uh, I didn't want to give up the TCG competitive side that I was uh, so involved in, but I needed to do it a little bit more intelligently. Uh, wedding again, as we discussed, <laughs> adulting isn't cheap either. No. Uh, so that's actually what pushed me to the transition from Magic into Pokemon. I actually still play Magic. I'll go to Friday Night Magic. I don't own a lot of cards. Actually, I don't own any cards. But I'll go to Friday Night Magic when they're doing like booster drafts and stuff. Um, I'll draft. I'll play a couple rounds, and then I'll literally give... Uh, give all the cards that I drafted to uh, a new player starting out or one of the kids that's there. And, you know, I mean, for me, the enjoyment was the 15 bucks to play, right? right. I'm not going to do anything with those cards. If it helps a kid, you know, get him to the level I'm at or to wherever he needs to be, then why not? It's like a free roll. So I, I get to I get to feel good and get what I want out of the night, which is playing a little bit bitchin, of magic. Bitchin. That's uh, uh, I get that. No, that's. I give all my shit away. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> no matter what it is. I, I just like I'm winning league cup. I just start giving everything away. They're like, dude, you just love that. I'm like, I don't, I don't want this mat. You can have that. Here's the card. And Kevin's like, dude, just give me. Like, it to I'm me. just gonna I'm hold. Like, I'm just, I'm just gonna hold. <laughs> sure. I mean, I just hold on to it. I'm the facility. I'm the yeah, facilitator. I'm like, hey, where's my mat? Oh my god, dude, he got he got top four in fucking Portland, right? Portland, yeah. No. Oh my God, we're at the airport. I'm like, hey, let me get your top eight mat. He's like, okay. <laughs> Just hands it over to me. Like two months later, he's like, dude, I didn't even think I got a mat. And I told him, I was like, you know, I still, you know, <laughs> I, I still, you know, I still got that shit, right? He's like, oh yeah. Can I get that back? Like, give me that back. <laughs> oh my God. My guy, those at least. Oh my God. I understand I the cards, but. 
So I'm pretty sentimental. So, you know, I, I can give away cards any second of any day. Those kind of pass through my hands like sand. But uh, anything that has, like, emotional attachment value to me, I'll, I will never give that up. Even if it's not displayed anywhere, I'll p just box it up and put it just so I have, like, the, the, the little momentum, peace of mind the, that, I, that it's momentum. somewhere no, if definitely. I want it. Uh, that's right here, dude. Yeah, good. he's got that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a nice looking paperweight. Yeah. It's nice. Not many people have. But, uh, right? yeah. but not with the fucking, you know, every, how everyone's winning multiple tournaments these days. They're being stingy yeah, with it. Super stingy with it. Right? Uh, shit. So you. Oh, what's up? Did you fuck it up, no, Kevin? No, no, no. I'm no. saying, ah, okay. shit. Like, this is funny. You fucking give, you give away all your shit. I'm like, yeah, let me. I'm just gonna take that. He like he'll put it all on the table. Oh my god. Yeah. And then like uh so you last year was your only season you played competitively, correct? Uh first f first and last, I guess, or first and last for now, uh competitive season. I did go to a couple regionals just the pre the season prior just to kind of see what it was about. Um, and I, I think I had a league challenge and maybe a cities the year before when I was really trying to figure out if this is where I want to commit my time, uh, because it is a time commitment, uh, to get, you know, to, to learn all the cards, to put the time as a serviceable player, um, to the, to the people you, you surround yourself with. Um, so I, I wanted to get, you know, the, the local level tournaments in, I got a good feel for those, um, regional level tournaments, got a good feel for those. Um, and then that set me up for last year, my first full season from world's open to, I, I mean, I got my invite in the third quarter last year, so I just stopped playing, but, um, yeah, yes, I will say yes. that, that was the first yes. full season I played. Okay. And, right. and you got your invite, which is dope. I'm on my first full season, and uh, I'm going to come up short, probably. <laughs> yeah, just, just five short. Fi 550 is a lot different. 550 is a yeah. lot different than 400. Um, and, you know, the fact of the matter is, the fact that you top four to regional, and it's still just kind of, you, you know, at a, at a, uh, at, at a like, distant grasp. Is not uh, it's not indicative to how easy the system is, you know. Um, I was actually having a conversation uh, earlier today with uh, Mia Violet. She's a Northwest player, and she's like, I can't even play competitively anymore because there's nothing to do on the West Coast. Um, everything is East Coast, and you know, a lot of people say like Europe needed a bunch of events. Well, if you look at the amount of regional special events and actually how easy it is to travel around Europe with access to all League Cups and challenge points was uh was a lot easier uh than even 400 points was last year and I'll, i can make an argument of even their 250 points were last year despite yeah. the barrier being higher yeah it's like this is uh, insane that's insane that. like so low compared to ours yeah, someone mm -hmm. posted recently on like how many players oh actually i have it right here actually um how many right now 133 players from u.s have qualified and 178 from Europe, and 162 from Latin America, 78 from Oceanic, and seven from South Africa. But like you can tell, like the numbers, even though there's probably a lot more players in the U.S. and Canada, Europe still has higher numbers. Yeah, it's just an yeah. easier conversion rate, and um, yeah. I think uh, EU players tend to, uh, if you're not in the top 16 chase, they don't grind out. A litany of events right so every time like for example a great example uh in my the alex dow uh english player um he's gonna get his invite or he might already have it um but he once he got it he was literally just completely stepped away and i mean alex dow is a phenomenal player and when he's not in the field that's like our equivalent of removing a russ or whatever from right. the yeah. field right and then all of a sudden russ isn't showing up then you have another very good person like Joe Bernard or whatever. He gets an invite, but then he's like, okay, pivot immediately to commentary. You won't see me at events anymore, league cups or anything. So he falls off, right? So every time you have like a high magnitude player that's not chasing the top, just getting their invite and falling off, uh, it's, it opens the door. It's a little different. Whereas in, yeah, whereas in the United States, like 550 is a much harder barrier. So people, those players are just continually showing up. Uh, 
whether it's to push the envelope for the the top 16 race or simply get their invite because they've only gotten to like a Mikey Fouché, for example, like he's an insane player. If he was in the EU, he would have fallen off. But what happened this year? He goes into events. Day two's a couple of them. And you're just like, well, I guess I'll spend my time on Hearthstone. And now he's in like the lost invitational, whatever that's this or that's the weekend of NAIC. Like, Like that's wild. So North America is so much different. Right? Yeah, the grind is huge, and the, even the players at the top, like they have like two thousand points. They're like they go to every event. It doesn't matter. There's they keep going. I and mean, but a lot of makes it always a fun. lot of these people are also playing for money, you know. So it's like it's yeah. It, it, well, yeah, like when when you have guys like like freaking uh, um, what uh, Pablo and Jimmy and all them, you know, like that's yeah. they're they're going because that fuels the rest of their life like not just doing pokemon events that pays their rent that that literally does everything else for them what's going on we got them back that's up there the background's oh yeah yeah. Yeah, there we go. yeah yeah there you are yeah, we got yeah, it we no, got no, it we no, got we're it we're good we're good, good. We're good. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I wasn't playing, but I had a uh, Magic Arena on the background, and I think it's auto update just completely crapped out this call. <laughs> oh, so, great! Uh, shout out to me. Hopefully, it didn't ruin your recording. You're fucking everything <laughs> up. You're fucking everything up, Kirk. All right. Well, here no, we you're go. good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. Oh shit. Well, uh, okay. So, like you were saying, you made Worlds last year. It was your first full competitive season. But then you turned around and pulled a Tony Romo, and you hung it up to commentate. What's what's it like switching from the competitive aspect to commentating on it? So I th- I think it's uh, the grass. It's, the grass is always greener situation, and I say that because when I was playing and I got just a little bit of a taste of commentary, I was like, man, I'd much rather be doing that. <laughs> Um, and it, it hasn't been as green on the commentary side. It's just sometimes you get the edge to play. Um, but being in the booth, uh, as I've always said, I think I'm a much, much better commentator and I have a much greater potential being in the booth than I ever did uh, playing the game. Um, so okay. that's number one. Okay. Number that's, two. Don't, 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 um, don't, don't you sell yourself in. short. You're a great player, okay? Don't sell yourself short. But uh, I, I like, I like that you feel me. you got potential in that. We also, I agree. You're a great fucking commentator. Yeah, and I think not that, you know, to toot my own horn, I think I can get a lot better. And I think as I progressively get better, um, I'll get to a point where I don't think you can uh, ignore how much improvement I've I've built on over time. Um, I, I, I don't think I'm at that point yet, but I think I'm starting to cause enough waves where people are 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 talking about it without me having to initiate that conversation, which is a good spot to be. Um and I'll let you all in on a little, little oh. secret. Um, Heard it, he, hearing it here uh, first, uh, Faded Town. Uh-oh. <laughs> so once I started, uh, when, once I was playing through my competitive season, uh, one of my big drives to, was to give me what I believed the bottom threshold of credibility to be able to become a commentator. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> so once I got a... I got it, but I commentate. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not even exactly like if this then that but i felt like in my mind if i was to put a floor on what achievement i had to have i think a world and i just happened to pick an incredibly soft year so all that kind of played together but um when i was playing through the season i went to collinsville and i was like i don't know three two three one one had a eh, medium record uh but um critical hit and I'm incredibly fortunate that they reached out and gave me this opportunity. Critical Hit was like, we need another caster in the booth this weekend. And I was like, I'll do it. And in the dark, they just said, okay, we'll give you a chance. Um, and that's really what gave me my first uh, you know, bite at the apple. And after that, you know, I, I dropped from that tournament. I, I needed points, but I was like, like the, will this window open again for me? Who actually yeah. knows? And because I did that, then the doors actually started opening up, right? right? right. So I'm really glad I went for it. But what it did is it skewed my perspective on the on the rest of the year. Now it was get your invite so you meet that minimum threshold that you've mentally set for yourself to be able to at least go into commentary with a peace of mind. And that's that that's the that's a little sneak peek, you know. At some point. My perspective of getting worlds wasn't just to get to worlds, but it was to give me what I believe I needed to actually break, uh, break through the, the the barrier of commentary a little bit stronger with a little bit more uh, weight okay. behind it. I, like All right. I agree. I think 
being not knowledgeable is great. Like, and people can look back and go, well, you were a world's competitor. So you obviously you're knowledgeable. And I mean, I'm not going to throw anyone out of the bus, but there, I will tell you, there are some commentators that just look lost. They look lost. And the stuff they're saying is wild. And you're like, have you played this game before? <laughs> Never. I'm not, <laughs> and I'm like, and when I oh listen to God. you oh and, and your team, you guys are great. You guys are great, and you you at least know what the cards are, are doing and what is happening. And I'm like, this, I'm I'm perfectly dude. Fine not not that. to mention, you guys make the make watching the streams enjoyable. Like the the commentator, dude. I, I no lie, when I know you're streaming, I'm like, what kind of suit is this guy gonna fucking wear? Right. 100%. You're like. Or, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. My accountant actually reached out and said I can start. Uh, I say my accountant. It's a it's a, a, a childhood buddy that I give him a case of beer for him to do my taxes. Is when I say accountant. Hey, so bro, let's be incredibly hey, bro, candid. Your accountant. Either way, that's it. I'm, I'm not like mad menning over here and just have money at the wazoo sure. and I have an accountant. But uh, he was like, you know, it just hit me like a lightning bolt. You can write off your suits because you use that as a business expense because you only wear them during tournaments. And I was like, hell, hell yes, buddy. Yes. Now I have a, now I have a reason to buy more of them. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so uh, my old – at least that, that was the way I could justify it to my old lady. I was like, but, hey, but it's like a tax write-off. And she's like, what? I got whatever. whatever. Just fine. Yeah, she, <laughs> as, long, as long as you're fucking getting paid back yes. for it. You can buy the tie-dyed uh, – Full oh piece my god! Suit. You, yes. you're you're like the sure. Kirk Sager of Pokemon TCG. Do you know? Yeah, or as a Canadian, I like to consider myself the the, the Don, Don Cherry, Cherry of okay. uh, Pokemon. Over my head, both of us gone. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> th- th- this will just be a yeah, Kevin we're good. conversation. We're good. We're good. Perfect. We're good. Oh, but like, so who who reached out to you? Because you did five regionals this year with I want to LGN, correct? Yes, it was LGN. Yeah. Um, so how'd that all get set up? Um, the, the way, I mean, the way it got set up is, um, Madison last year, um, they were doing a stream. Dead Draw Gaming was doing a stream and, uh, it was myself, Jeff Saran, Travis Nunlist, and Russell Lapar. And, uh, they, uh, really took into uh, account the feedback that they got from that, not only from us casters, but the team and, Everybody else. Um, they actually had um, Cedric Phillips, who's the Star City Games commentary. Uh, he's going to do a, a Mythic Championship here soon. And he's also the um, product representative for Ultimate Guard in North America. He was at the event watching the stream and giving them pointers because they're like, we kind of want to turn this into uh, a, subs- like a subsidiary of DDG as like its production company to stream things. So they got a lot of feedback from the, from him. So like high caliber, high uh, high quality of a resource that understands that niche. Uh, the fans that watched, you know, the messages that poured in from that. Caster's uh, initial response, how he worked with everybody, um, and DDG established this LGN subsidiary thing. And they're like, we just want to build a team. We have five regionals that that we have lined up. We want to build a team. And we just want to go with it and see what happens. Uh, so fortunately, I was able to say, like, yes, I'll commit to five right off the bat. Um, how the other conversations with the other individuals went, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, as you saw, like, right. Travis and Russ uh, were out and, you know, Kettler hopped in. So I, I have no idea how those conversations went. So I kind of consider myself like a contractor of LGN, like, when they want my voice and my jacket, then and my jacket, give me a buzz my and jacket. yes. Perfect. Oh my god! So I was, I was again. I was fortunate enough that they're lined up. We want to keep the same team for five. We really want to go through the paces, go work out all the kinks with the same people, and revisit this at the end. So that's how I got the opportunity to just go in on five regionals. And uh, you know, unfortunately for other individuals looking for opportunities, like really just kind of insulate and protect myself and allow myself five times to get progressively better so by the end i wasn't the replaceable cog in the machine yeah, yeah no right. i mean but either way even from your first one like you definitely weren't you you bring a, a lively aspect to the uh to the to the uh commentator world uh, especially especially when you got uh 
Fucking, uh, what's his name? God damn it, you just said it. Uh, John, we got Johnny Boy on there? Oh my god, that shit's hilarious. Yeah. That's great. And, like, like so many Twitch clips. Like, when that dude took, I, I remember it was, he took five prizes off the Beast game. Oh, that was hilarious. Oh, Frank Persick taking, yeah. uh, taking the, I think it was the four prizes oh. off the Beast game. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, Azul, Azul, Azul with the six prize uh towering splash uh, that was yes. insanity are, but like huge clips. yeah so like that was like the biggest clip like that towering splash clip was the yeah. biggest clip of uh 2018 19, 2019 yeah. season in my Easy. opinion but now you can never watch that clip without having my voice over it and yep. that's that's really amazing awesome. that's amazing with the yeah. fist pump with the fist pumps and like the insane high five with saran and yes. just us coming unglued like that's just stuck on there you can never remove us from that clip i mean it's truly azul's moment you're enshrined you're enshrined in that moment 100 exactly i'm just kind of like he's the motorcycle on the sidecar with the silly glasses (laughs) oh my god you're just bringing me with you bud (laughs) the best because even like because i watch ufc a lot like when there's big knockouts like you remember what the commentator was saying when that happened. Yeah, like, yeah. It's you're, just there. You're the Joe. Or, you're, or you're a big the, home run. Anything. You're the Joe Rogan. Uh, the, the Joe Rogan of uh, and, uh, TCG. Yeah, there, there we go. go. It's just so like. My, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, man. You're good. I was just going to say, so like my approach and what I started kind of figuring out for how I needed to be successful was um, try and do less of the color commentary. I do hypothesize from time to time because you need to fill air. And sometimes I think, you know, having a counterpoint or a counterbalance point is important. Also, the color commentary is incredibly stressful. So being able to give your partner a break of that in the easier moments of the game is pretty important. All that aside, uh, play-by-play commentary and energy was how I knew I'd be able to, like, kind of wedge myself into the mix. Um because one, I get incredibly excited watching games when they come down to silly things, or even when people just like roll a card off the top and you're like, okay, whatever, you know, oh and you're like, oh yeah, no, like, um, yeah. it's just it's stuff like it's stuff like that, you know, like an end to one. What was it? My first regional, it was uh, Collinsville. It was an end to one. The guy draws a puzzle of time and just rolls the puzzle of time off the top, <laughs> and he's just able. It's like sure, like okay, I just no, end you to one, and this is what we're doing. Today today but like like being a part of those moments you know and expressing as both sides of the table right the elation of the one player that just like one percentered his opponent and the opponent that was like i just got a victory snatched from me and being able to convey that i think is what has set myself apart from uh, a lot of i guess my contemporaries oh dude yeah 100 100 real well at the end of the day What's what's the end goal here? Are you you want to commentate worlds? Is that is that it? Well, I mean, if if that door's open, so I'm not willing to. I love commentary, right? It it for me, it doesn't need to be a financial benefit. It needs to be a financial zero. So as long as I'm not going in the red to go to these, I'm I'm with you. I'm for you. Give me a call. Um, that being said, what what is the goal? The goal is for me to do Pokemon trading card game commentary at the level I'm allowed. Um, without sacrificing who I am. So, um, you know, I understand that if, uh, you know, Pokemon gave me a call, you know, and they said, hey, we want you, you, you got to wear normal jackets. Like, sure. Like, I can hang up a jacket. Like, the jacket right. is a part of my gimmick, right. but it's not it's not no, me. No. Like, you still have me in the booth without right. the jacket. Um, so, like, I, I'm definitely willing to do that. But if they come in and they say, we need you to be more reserved on these things, we need you to... To, to back off of that, like, I'm not willing to sacrifice that because then what am I doing there besides being an automaton yeah, for right. whatever they want me just to do? Just becoming a seller? So I'm oh, willing So yeah. I, I'm 100% willing to see this to wherever it goes. I haven't set it an end goal because my only goals are not lose money, right? <laughs> to, do, <laughs> yes. to, to do something that I enjoy sure. and take time away from my wife and work to do. So that has to be a net zero. And the other thing is not sacrifice who I am. Uh, throughout the process as hopefully more opportunities open up outside of that let's have some fun all right right Bitchin', dude i think it's great like you're on the right track i'd love like i'd love to see you commentate worlds i think um there are some people out there that are commentating worlds that you would be better than <laughs> i'm just gonna leave it there oh uh, you, you <laughs> get you commentate those... worlds I'm, the the i'm gonna be wearing this i'm gonna get this hat or this patch on a, on a new hat 
since uh since you know the one that i i had was stolen from me yeah, uh, somehow. Ahead. Yeah. Um, it was. There's a difference. It wasn't stolen. It was, was borrowed from. Bar. That's number one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Number number two. Let's let. I mean, let's let's touch on the official commentators for now. I don't know what this the, the behind the scenes are for there. Nobody does, right? Okay. Nobody knows but those six individuals. Um, that aside, all of them, uh, for the most part, I've tried to reach out to and have them be positive critiques and impacts. So like. Kenny Wisdom, uh, Jeremy Jallen, those, those are two prime examples that every time I do commentary, they're like, hey, hey, I went and watched rounds one, three, and nine. You did this great. You had this issue. Just go back and look at it. Like, I think you just missaw something or uh, misstated something. But you're like, Kenny always says, like, if you lose your energy, like, I, I'm not interested in listening to you <laughs> because that's what makes the game fun. That's what makes you watch. So, I don't, I don't want to put too much stress on them. I think they do a great job within the environment they have. Um, we just don't know what the conditions of those environments are, which sure. leads me to my previous point of I'm not willing to sacrifice my style to, yeah. to, to reach that. So oh, oh, quite a few of them never had a style, right? right? They were just right. pulled in because they were the top names and the best community images and knew they would represent the company well right. because of their passion for Pokemon. Um, it was real new back so, then. So who, yeah. who knows? But I know that they all put in a ton of work. Um, and I, I think it's a little bit harsh uh, saying uh, <laughs> that that whatever whatever they say and do isn't what you yeah. like because maybe that's just what they're told right. to provide. And that's you, uh, can't, you can't hitch on them for that too much. I, I, would, I, I would never hitch on anyone for their style. If you want to talk bland... That's you. Whatever you want to do. I just cannot stand when I'm listening to you and I don't feel like you know what the cards are or you've played this, even seen this matchup before or have any clue. Like, I feel like if you're going into the booth and you're going to commentate a game, you should at least have an idea of how certain matchups right. go up, especially when they're like very like Zork versus Zork mirror match. Like this happens a hundred times. You're going to commentate this like four times. It, you, I please just at least have an idea of what cards are in the deck, and like when I do something, just just let, yeah. just have an idea. As a commentator, please. you need a, a a sense of predictability, right. right? Like you have to be able to, I yeah, you have to have to be able to predict certain moves, which I've seen you do very well. But like Zach said, there's multiple commentators that don't really provide <laughs> that. So, I, but it's also good to see like when you reach out to these world's commentators that they're offering their input as well you know so it, it's maybe maybe it's a I, sign that they do want to see you up at that caliber uh, you know i i, I doubt yeah, why well, I, I, I doubt i doubt that anybody wants you to lose uh your your personality let alone the suits yeah. that's like that's half of it i'm willing to shelve a suit I, i'm not willing to, <laughs> to to cut to to uh nixed the personality no. but like even uh, you know having conversations with joe bernard who does the, you know the euic stuff and you know some of the events over there Zach's, or, uh, um Zach's, you know his passion like he's one of the zach stoppelganger zach i mean not far <laughs> off but he's like he's an amazing person he's a great person oh, yeah. to have in the yeah. booth they've i mean they really found some very good players you know uh, nick pierce is also great but all that to say, like, I don't know what the environment they have to work within is. I'm incredibly fortunate that LGN has just said, like, try not to curse. Like, uh, like, don't do that. And then everything else has just solely been like, whatever you think is best. And that's an incredibly easy and refreshing environment to work in. Yeah. Um, and to speaking to the cards and knowing what they do, um, I got caught with my pants down a whole bunch in Madison uh, trying to speak to the new Unbroken Bonds cards. <laughs> and I studied my ass off for that tournament, <laughs> trying to know every little name attack and all that stuff. But sometimes you heard me in there. It's like, man, does this guy even know his ass from his elbow? Like, what is he saying? <laughs> and you, I mean, you, I don't know how else to say it, but you get caught with your pants down and you're trying to scamper on your phone, like, but fill dead space, but not have it be completely obvious right. that you're looking up the attack of frickin' Victini. Oh, that's, I don't think and that's, that's, that's not even an unbroken bonds card. Oh, man. Like, I think, I think not knowing the name of the attacks is whatever. It's when, like, it's like you can see the guy's hand and he, they, like, say something like, there's no way he can make or get this KO. And then you're like, 
like as a player, I'm like, well, he just needs a stadium DCE. He has uh, a, a lily in hand. He's gonna draw. It. He could draw into it. And then they do it, and then they get the knockout. And they're like, oh, I guess he could. I'm like, like obviously. I'm like, like that's that's the matchup. It happens. But like, if you were like, I don't know, Victini's attack. Like, I don't know Victini's attack either. Whatever. But it's just like things where like I just don't feel like you play. Like you just don't like you don't know a matchup and you or you haven't commentated the matchup ever and you just don't know what cards are in the deck. Like before before every match, you guys get a deck list. Of, uh, we of usually the... get them either right before or kind of on the fly after okay. it started. Um, we like to get them a little bit before because we have a good distance. At least our setup, we had a decent distance between us. So we could actually start talking about like relevant text in the matchup, which when you start thinking about Pokemon decks, it really comes down to those last four or five cards, right? Like obviously the context of the deck is important, but the tech cards, the last thing they decided to spend their slots on and they wanted to get can skew matchups. For example, uh, Reshiram Charizard, uh, the DDG list, playing a second Ease V Snorlax. So that was huge right. all weekend that was huge right. all weekend um and, and like if you i guess if you didn't get if the, i don't know if they get the deck list or not or it would be a lot different if you don't get if they didn't get the deck list then i could understand like okay you don't know what cards are in the deck you don't know they play that stadium okay that's fine i guess i shouldn't be so critical on that because i don't know the information of what they're provided but like I don't know. No, well, it goes it goes <laughs> back to the having that sense of, of predi- uh, like being able to predict what you're what what each player is going to do to win the matchup, you know, and, and that just goes along with playing the game, understanding the game, understanding what moves needed to win, and, and being you. able to announce it in a proper fashion. So, right. I mean, I'll tell you right now, if a Lost March game is played. Unfortunately, nobody's ever playing it or doing well with it. Yeah, so, yeah, no. Shoulder shrug. We'll be all right. Yeah. Well, Lost much. We'll see. We'll see how that. We'll see how that goes next season, right? I'd immediately play for any IC, hands down, no questions asked. That's insane. You would always play it. Like a- it's not a real question. I can't even ask that's, you. That's fair. That's Should I hit up? No. Okay, he's going to tell me to play Lost March. <laughs> the, field, the field is 75% wheezing. Lost March, baby. Let's what? go. <laughs> <laughs> can't lose. Oh, my God. Oh, all right, so what's, uh, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, so speaking of NAIC, speaking of, you know, bringing up Worlds, what uh, what's your plan for both? So you, you've already commentated on your five that you've pretty much uh, said that that's what you signed up for this season. Uh, is there anything else, you know, that you're looking forward to? Or is your, your season so, pretty much done? Um, it's it's uh, unfortunately pretty much done. Um, I was actually got the, the word came down today with work. Uh, sometimes I have to go on call, um, and I'm on call for NEIC, so I won't be able to attend that, uh, which is a bummer. I, I'm registered. I'm not going to go solicit for my money back or anything like that. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to send a message to to uh, Dana over at Arcanine Labs, like say like, hey, if you need to drop me, that's fine. Hold the money, whatever. Like I knew it was a risk buying into it, but I very much so wanted to live the dream of going to NEIC winning it, getting my 500 points and then whiffing the invite because I wasn't going to go to Worlds anyways. <laughs> um, like That's like the perfect dream scenario <laughs> for me, um, exclusively uh, for me selfishly, but also because I think it drives a very, very important point home on how the structure is right now. Um, I, think there's, I think there's no better way to uh, highlight the deficiencies in the current system than uh, a, a statement like that. Um, winning, winning an so NAIC that's, that's and that. still not making worlds. Yeah, winning the largest tournament of the year, including worlds, yeah, uh, by far. Uh, capacity-wise, and then still not qualifying. Uh, that seems completely sideways. Um, so that that that's all all wrapped up into that. Um, <laughs> but worlds uh, in DC, I haven't given it much thought. Uh, I never really had any uh, set mi- like a mindset to go. Um, so I actually eyed down just a couple uh, August League Cups just to go have fun and hang out and, and, and see what's up. I just kind of have an itch to play, and it's before the full swing of the commentary stuff starts, if that, uh, you know, 
now is an opportunity afforded to me again. Um, so that's just kind of where I'm at right now. You know, I don't even know which season the League Cups feed into anymore. Um, I think anything after July is next year. So uh, I anything guess after NAIC is yeah. next year. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's going to go play in a couple local events and leave it at that until uh, hopefully the regional thing picks right. back up for 2019. Well, you got to do me a favor. You got to try and make it out to the West Coast because it is hard as shit. I'm a, uh, I work uh, – a pretty strict schedule so i it's difficult for me to get out to the east coast for most of these tournaments so you gotta you gotta come over here bro at least at least come <laughs> to like, vegas at least come uh, to vegas hope. come on we gotta kick it like nashville yeah we'll make a we'll make a play for it we'll make all a right. play for it all right there we go what a, so coming back to the card game is that an option is that something you're thinking about going for a world's invite again um going for a world's invite uh, It'd have to be a really specific uh, set of circumstances for me to do that. Um, but playing the game is never out of the realm. Um, this year, I just had uh, a lot of stuff. You know, the, the regionals, obviously. Um, I started a new job in January, which puts me working on weekends. Uh, not a lot of weekends, but being on call on weekends. Um, so I think with all that, like, I really want to prioritize, uh, you know, uh, my family, my wife being right, in town. Right. Um and if things just kind of line up and I can go to a regional or two, like, sure, we'll okay. go do that. All right. That's good. Nice. That's good. I like um, it. You know, if we, if I can piggyback a trip out to the, to the West coast and, and, you know, make it a personal trip that, you know, we get to hang out for the weekend, but also like my wife and I get to see the West coast. Cause you know, we haven't all seen right. much of California together uh, or at all together. Um, and I haven't seen much of California when I've been there just because I've been right. in tournament halls. Right. So, um, it would be. I mean, if that's something we can work out, hell yeah, let's do awesome. it. Let's get after awesome. it. You're gonna have that to keep dope. me posted on that. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, so let's talk about uh, the new video game coming out. That's. I, I want to talk about that. You uh, you <laughs> play it all? Do you play the VGC at all? No. I, I've played original red. Okay. And I think I've played yellow. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> so, you, uh, yeah. safe to say you will not be getting the new game. Well, I saw, yeah, I, I'm, I, it's not really, uh, tar I'm not the target audience, we'll say, for, <laughs> for the, for the uh, uh, new Pokemon game. Um, I did see Dynamax as a yeah. thing, because once they showed Jumbo Raichu, everybody was like, you gotta see this! <laughs> and, I mean, they were right. I was super hyped to see it. I was like, what is this? This. that's awesome um that's cool but yeah the, the video game is uh i'll, I'll stay i'll stay okay, away from right. that one. well um so how do you think like just just like with the last sets like sun and moon going forward they brought in the gx's what do you think they'll try and incorporate with this new dynamax system um i don't know i'm kind of like in my mind seeing it maybe as like a g booster type uh, thing for a Pokemon, like a one-time like jumbo attack that they right. can do. Uh, um, maybe, you know, you have to A-spec it, like do something along those lines. Um, I think that would be an interesting way. Uh, something else I saw somebody post is like, if you have a massive Pokemon whatever, a Dynamax Pokemon, like have it take up like two or three bench spots. Okay. You no, know, have it give up like the same prizes as a tag team maybe, but it takes up three jet three bench spots and things like People that. Lie. I like that. Uh, I like that. So, so that's kind of neat. And then the, the, the most outlandish but cartoonishly fun theory to me is uh, you can Dynamax your Pokemon and then play down one of the Jumbo cards. I just thought that was kind of funny. I just I was thought, like, I got my Zorg GX and I'll Dynamax it or whatever and then just put the... You know, God. Oh, fuck yes. Oh, my God. That's fucking That'd great. be great. Oh, hell yeah. So those are my three, we'll say, series of okay. how that could work right. out. No, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Zach, Zach, what were you saying? You were like, oh, it'd be uh, like kind of like a break thing, but I love the jumbo, right? jumbo Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, like my theories, there'll be like a break. You'll, oh you'll break a card, and then, like in the game, it only lasts for three turns. So you'll break it, and after three turns, it goes away. You have to Lost, discard Lost it. Zone, some shit like that. Whatever. Yeah. I'm done with the law song. Yeah. We just, that whole concept. <laughs> That's stupid. where I live, baby. Yeah, the I live the law <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So, so oh. we, uh, we heard that you recently restarted the Super Rodcast. Yep. How'd that start up? 
First of um, all. It, uh, it was a conversation. Uh, Jeffrey, Saran Rap, Saran and I were having in Madison. Um, we always really enjoyed it. Uh, we always had a good time with it. Well, no, how did, how did it start initially? Oh, I'm sorry. Like in the way back. Yeah, right, right. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, let's go. So not the resurrection, yes, the actual the beginning. Actual, yes, yes. The, the actual beginning. Super Rodcast origin story coming in hot. Yes. So um, I decided I wanted to uh, play competitively. I had no access to players or talent. So um, I reached out to Jeff and Jared, and I said, you two are the only people I know in the community. Um, Jared uh, at the time had just top-aided um, a regional in Daytona with uh, Verizzi and Genesec. And Jeff was is a very popular, like, Southern Midwest player uh, just for his decks and his just his kind of... The only thing that's ever kept him from getting a world's invite was his ability to go to events because of work and otherwise. Uh, he's an incredible player. Anyways, I knew uh, I had made two very good friends as the only two I had. And I said, look, I want to start this podcast as selfishly as this reason is to give myself access to better players to pick their brains about upcoming tournaments so I can go do well at those upcoming Dude, tournaments. No, but that's, hey. great. that's great. Like I, you're, right. but you're bringing, you're also giving back, like as we're doing this, this, you know, podcast, you bring back to the community, you get, you get people information, you, you know, you create a, a kind of a bubble, you know, and people are like, Oh, what's that? What's that? What's that? You know? So it's uh no, I love it. Yeah. I love the idea of it. And uh, not going to lie. We kind of bit you a little bit uh, with the uh, faded town podcast. But <laughs> no, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about uh, C is at the time that SRC started, um, and I did a lot of research on this. The only other Pokemon trading card game podcast that was dedicated to it was PTCG Radio, and as a competitive player from Magic transitioning, that is not the type of content I wanted. It's great right. content. Wasi does an amazing job with that. He's got a litany of followers for all the right reasons. Right. He's just a genuinely good person. Um, but SRC was supposed to be the deviation from that and focus solely on uh, the competitive card, card game. So, you know, we were, uh, if not if not first, very close to the first people to do the metagame breakdowns before tournaments right. to get the, the winners or, you know, top eighters of the tournament on the following week and be able to provide all that. And I think, you know, my, you know, ourself, we can hang our hat on the fact that Maybe not certainly think we, uh, you know, got everybody on the content highway for what that can provide to people. And then you have your Seagrove YouTube channel yeah. that's doing great. You know, the Fading Town yeah. podcast. You guys found your niche by interviewing people yeah. and just interviewing the person, right. not the game. You know, that's what I always did was I interviewed the game through people. And you guys are just interviewing that are involved with the game. And I think that's yeah. awesome. Um, you know, uh, Slowpoke Well, there was no uh, podcast representation uh, for the EU and yeah. kind of go going in that direction. So, like, like, being on there is great. Seeing them start up was phenomenal. And actually, you know, kind of now that I'm verbalizing it, like, we actually need to come back. Like, servingly, we wanted to do it because it's right. fun, right? But I think yeah. there's now some very good focused groups of people doing very good work. And it's going to be even harder for us to become... Uh, or remain relevant with all the amazing content that's being created. Oh, yeah, dude, come on, man. You got you got a fan for life. I, fan for life. That's how I, I appreciate I that. This. I appreciate that. I remember word. the first time I heard the podcast, I was in the car with Chubb. <laughs> and Chubb put, puts it on. I'm like, what is this? He's like, it's a super podcast. It's with Kirk. You don't know him? I'm like, no. Bang. My bad. I'm like, I don't know. But Chum, I, Chum, I Chum Chum does. Knows. Sure. Like, you must be somebody important. Yeah. Must be dope. Must be dope. Uh, uh, for just, just uh, to kind of bubble up SRC, I just got to give a couple shout outs to that. Obviously, Jeff and Jared that helped me uh, get it off the ground and kind of give me, uh, who at the time was an absolutely, uh, had no name in the game, uh, helped probably. Also, a huge, huge shout out to um, Russell Lapar, who really helped prop us up by starting posting our episodes on someone's PC as free content um, and really being on a, a lot of those first uh, crucial episodes. Uh, you know, I reached out to him. He's like, I really like what you all are doing. I think you're working in the right direction. Um, I'd love to, to help you guys out. And uh, he, he really uh, gave us some legs there. So a couple shout outs to, to sort out while we're talking about SRC. Awesome. Well, so so like you were saying, you uh, you spoke to Jeff about, uh, you know, the the uh, 
revitalization of the SRC. So how to, how'd that all turn around? So we were in Madison. We were just bullshitting around and uh, having a conversation. I was like, you know, I kind of miss just hopping on calls and, you know, doing exactly what we're doing yeah. now, you know, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It was, it's how I met a lot of people in the game without actually getting to, you know, having to physically connect with them. So when we did, it was, uh, you know, you know, barriers already broken down. Um, but we were just talking about it. I was like, if we do this again, let's take all of the, the weight off our shoulders, no Patreon, no episode release schedule. Like, let's just do this when we want to do it. You know, give people a reason to still have to be subscribed to our feed and, and just go with it. You know, I mean, I've still got some play mats some shirts that, you know, for any events, I if I make it out to any big event, I'm just going to lug those around. If people want them, I'll hand them out. Like, who cares? Like, why, why was it ever? <laughs> uh, I, uh, we want them. We want them. For, for the merchandise stuff, the, the idea was always to break even, you know, just to get our name out there in, in that sense. But, you know, like the Patreon stuff, I, I felt like I owed those people more than what we were giving them for what they were investing in us. And that's a terrible spot to be in, which is why I just kind of dissolved the Patreon, if you all yeah, recall, yeah, yeah. kind of in our last few episodes. I was like, this isn't right. This isn't uh, this isn't uh, ethical anymore. I don't think we're meeting the right amount of standards that we should. Um, so once we kind of laid those ground rules and we were both in understanding, like, let's just get back to how it started. Let's have some fun. Let's call some people up and bullshit around, whatever that looks like. I'll edit it up with our silly music in the front, silly music in the back, and we'll ship it. You know, I think uh, I think in the opening, I even said, like, Super Oddcast, most uh, spontaneous podcast discuss. <laughs> <laughs> a sporadic podcast that's where they use sporadic yeah. podcast discuss you know pokemon trading card game and its community or whatever so uh might have to adjust the intro and outro I'm a little, i was a little rusty on those and man <laughs> my editing skills had gone to shit too because that one doesn't sound too great but uh promise you all the next one will well, sound better. we're uh, we're definitely looking forward to future episodes and uh, we will be tuning in <clears throat> especially speaking right. as a uh a previous super rod patreon which i appreciate I got you, buddy. Got to Yeah, no, you got to You got to uh, support the community, man. All right. Um, all right. So, <laughs> I, well, I just want to say, like, I think that's the one of the biggest things is that there's room for everyone, Definitely. and mm-hmm. I think just supporting everyone, more positivity in the community. I think that's one thing we like to drive here. Every time we talk to anyone, um, it's always about like let's less negativity. Let's just boost everyone up and yeah. and i th- think um most of the people we've had on here it's been that way and there's there's room for everyone to succeed and to to look at someone like us so why are we doing it it's just so stupid i really hope uh i really hope your podcast as i've listened to, like i said i listened to uh socials <coughs> and russ um Hopefully, what people glean from this is, you know, obviously a story of somebody in the community they may recognize, but hopefully it uh, makes us approachable. Like, I would love to talk to every single soul. Right, like, right. I love it when people come up and talk to me, um, and I, lo- I just like meeting new people, talking to them about their tournament, um, and all that. And I, ho- I hope that's one of the end results, at least of mine, is now that you know a little bit of my background, my story, and maybe a little bit more personal look of who I am as we're discussing, like, you feel comfortable to come up and talk to me. Because I will talk to anybody about anything. I'll give you the time of day. So so I, I'd, I'd lo- lo- love to hear from you. So Excellent. come talk to me. Yeah, like, when we started this, that's the one thing I, I looked at the community. I was like, everybody's like, let's, we want to be an eSport, or, like, we want to make big money. I'm like, well, if you look at these eSports and stuff, these these characters or, or even sports people, like you want it more insight on them. Like, who are they like this? And I'm like, and we just right. don't have that. We don't have that. And I'm like, we need something. So I was like, we're just going to get a person every week and, and just talk about yeah. them. Like, what do you do for a living? Like, who are you outside of Pokemon? And like, how do you play Pokemon? And it's like, like, you don't, you just don't know. If you look at Russ, you see him on Hey Font, you're like, oh yeah, he's the Pokemon guy. But then, like, you, you watch that interview, you're like, he's cocky, cool guy. He actually has, like, a really good job, and he's got a girlfriend, and he does all this other stuff. And you're like, you, things you so just yeah, didn't so many, know. So many and different, like, so many different layers up. of people, you know, that you really don't see right. when you're in, a, like you said, a tournament <laughs> hall for fucking nine hours a day. You know, it, it's uh, yeah. we wanted to, to make the community more tight-knit 
as you could say, you know, like we wanted yeah. to bring people together. And that's why we're having, you know, we have you on, we have, we had Russ on, we had uh, Caleb on earlier, we have, you know, uh, Jesper Erickson. So we're, we're trying to hit all different sorts of, of parts of the community and, and let people Spoiler. know any, anybody that watches, uh, well, that's not, that's not gonna be a spoiler. It's gonna be on after. No, Caleb is it? Spoiler. Oh, no one knew. Oh, okay, cool. Well, thanks. Thanks uh, for fucking. Uh, look, hey, we're talking to yeah. Kirk right now. Yeah, no, 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 I know. But what I'm saying, the point is, the point is, like, I'm just harping on what you're kind of said, what you were saying. You know, we want to make everyone more approachable and let people know that there, there's a person behind the competitiveness. So when somebody's just like, oh, what's your list? What's your list? What's your list? You're like, oh, you know, like, maybe, maybe that's not so much important. Or not not as important. Yeah. Also, what's my list? I will, and I've I have given a list to every single individual that has DM'd me to the best of my ability. So that's number one. Number two, after the, after I give you a list, just say, "All right, let's let's chat like normal people." I'm down with that. I'll give you a list. I'll I'll give you your initial question, and yeah. I'll have a chat with. All right. You. Respect. There you go. Okay. This. Here first, Kirk needs friends. <laughs> Kirk, no, Kirk, you got plenty of friends. Shut up. Don't listen to that fucking guy. Uh, all right, well, we're, we're going to wrap it up. We want to thank you again for being on the show. Uh, is there any shout-outs you want to do before we close it up? Um, of course. Huge shout-out to my uh, beautiful wife. Uh, shout-out to my family, obviously. Uh, shout-out to you two for having me on, a friendship that was formed uh, in very interesting fashion, but uh, glad to call you both my friend. Uh, friends, uh, Zach kind of lived vicarious through, uh, vicariously through you in your top four run. That was a blast to watch. And um, I, I messaged you as, so as soon as the tournament was over. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. That's awesome. So super proud of both of you. Kev, you're the man. This hat is mine. Uh, all, Sorry, all buddy. It's all good. I, I, I've relinquished um, the ownership to you. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, but also just a shout out to everybody in the community that's ever supported SRC that tuned into any stream that I've been a part of that just tunes into streams, period. You know, uh, LGN does its thing, but Critical Hit has an amazing team over there and they do their thing. And these grassroots streams need people to tune in. They need people to tune in. Be constructive with your criticism because we need that too. So if you're seeing something that you don't enjoy, there's a way you can say it without hurting people people's feelings or putting people uh, on the defensive but please keep tuning in please let them know what you like what you don't like help us get better for you so that you know we can all maybe transcend and make the the official commentary team while still doing the regionals on the grassroots level whatever that might be so i think that rounds out the shout out shout out to everybody on planet earth except the bad people anti-shout out to the bad people shout out to all the good Respect. people Hell yeah. all right well but before we wrap it up, we have to do the one thing we always do uh, with every guest. And we need you to decide who you think the best three people are so going into we're doing this, uh, this competition, right? Uh, we're, we're doing, a, well, it's, I guess it's sort of a giveaway, like a competition. Uh, we're, you're going to be picking the three top, your three top world contenders. And it's going to be based off of uh, a point system. So if they get second, they get two points. If they get 100, they get 100 points. And you want it the lowest point score possible. Now you're going to be fighting for this awesome portrait of my man. <laughs> God, I would buy that in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, but I ha okay, I have to play the game for it. I have you to play the game, for, play the game for it. And it will be, yeah. uh, we are going to get him to sign it. So, and we'll, we'll ship it out in a timely fashion, but you got to win. You got to win. So, I, I want to win that so bad. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> Jasper wants to fight. This is so, this is so tough. This is so, so tough. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna start with uh, Pablo. Pablo, Pablo Meza. Okay. okay. Uh, right. that, that guy is just ingrained in the game. Um, although doesn't go to a lot of NA tournaments at the back end of the season, he was he's never not stopped oh, playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well. So I have to give the the tip of the cap to him. Um, I think you're insane if you don't choose Azul Garcia Griego. Um, that man is on. Fire. Just know that you're not the only um, one to pick Azul, so uh, you know it's it's some stiff competition. 
Um, okay. Uh, and I don't get to know what anybody no, else picked. No, no. Right? So I don't get to try and, like, pull a wild card and just try to, like, spike this thing. Okay, so Azul, uh, Azul, Pablo, and I get one more. Yeah, order doesn't order doesn't. How matter. dark how dark how dark horse do I well, want? How bad do you want to win this uh this this portrait? I'll tell you right, there are some people that were they're yeah. not messing around. <laughs> they're like I, I am picking the best three people I can think of in my head. There's no way I'm losing. <laughs> uh, like am, uh, the better of the Schultz brothers, Robin, Robin Schultz, Schultz okay. right? Okay. That's all clean it up. I mean, you know, last year's uh, last year's winner. You got to tip the cap to the production level there. Uh, a person I was very heavily debating uh, just now was Sam Chen. Uh, I know he has his invite. I don't know how much he's actually playing, but that kid is oh, always yeah. oh, berserk. Yeah. So, um, so oh, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Robin? what I got. Okay, but okay. Matt, I'm Sam, Sammy, I'm sorry, buddy. I miss uh, you and I love you, but I <laughs> I just don't know how much you're playing. I just don't know how much I'll you're playing. I'll see him this week or next week. I'll stay with him. Oh, my God. Well, we we want to thank you again for being on this show. Really appreciate it. Love you, brother. Thanks for being on. But for now, we're going to scoop it up. (laughs) 